Welcome to the ABM Conversations Podcast. The number one podcast for B2B marketers wanting to explore timeless account-based marketing strategies to drive revenue, customer engagement, retention, and everything that makes sense to both marketers and sales folks. No more fluff. No more vanity metrics. Live from India. Made for the world. And now your hosts, Yog and Manish. Writing a different kind of a script in B2B marketing. That's what we are going to be discussing in today's ABM Conversations podcast. This is me, your host, Yagneshwaran Ganesh. And this is me, Manish Nepal. All right. So today's episode is a guest episode and uh, we have someone uh, who has joined us from Handwritten, which is a leading global handwriting platform and a service. We have the founder and CEO, David Wax, joining us. David, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm I'm super excited to be here, Yag and Manish. All right. So, uh, David, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to our audience here? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, I've been doing uh, the company Handwritten for a little over six years now. We are, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, the largest player in the replicated uh, pen and ink handwriting space. Uh, we are a technology company that uses... Um, a substantial amount of software on the front end to collect handwritten notes that people want to write, whether that's visiting our website or downloading and using our mobile apps or our salesforce.com integration or APIs or Zapier, et cetera. And I'm happy to talk about more than that, more about that. But all these different ways that people can submit handwriting. And then on the output, we use 95 robots currently. Uh, these robots are built in-house. We have a full robotics division here at Handwritten. Each robot holds a real ballpoint pen, a Pilot G2 ballpoint pen, and then they write those notes out at scale. So what we're really trying to do is turn something that is unautomatable, uh, quote unquote, unautomatable handwritten notes into something that you as a business can leverage at scale to stay uh, in contact with your customers, clients, and prospects. Um, because uh, you know, really what it boils down to is everything is moving digital so we feel pivoting a little bit to the tactic uh, to the tactile you know what you can actually feel can be a, a really good move for you and building relationships with your customers uh, my background just real quick uh, prior to handwritten i spent the previous uh, time period from 2005 to 2014 so 9 years uh, with a text messaging company that i had started and that text messaging was a was one of the first mobile CRM companies out there. We worked with some of the world's largest brands like Abercrombie and Fitch, Toys R Us, um, Walmart, Sam's Club, um, et cetera, sending millions of text messages a day for them. And at the end of this, uh, at the end of that company, I, I sold it and worked for the new owners for two years. I realized that while text messaging is great and it certainly works for our clients, um, with all of the digital messaging out there, whether it's email or text or Twitter, or Slack, you know, it goes on and on and on. Uh, people are getting buried in it all, you know? And then furthermore, people realize that any digital message, even the most personalized message is just algorithmically created. It wasn't, a salesperson didn't sit down to say they care about you or, uh, you know, anything about you. It was just 
some computer program that spits out this uh, email. And because of that, they get read less and less, and then the return on investment goes down and the response rate goes down, et cetera. So, so that's in a nutshell why I decided to create uh, Handwritten six years ago. Wow, that's uh, that's quite an interesting story. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're so right that uh, more and more emails are uh, kind of looking the same. In fact, these days, every email that I look at starts with uh, in these tough times. And that's that's a bad thing to yeah. uh, start reading. Right. So but yeah, uh, it's, it's really interesting that uh, you transitioned yourself uh, from your uh, previous company to uh, handwritten. But uh, what was that uh, trigger point? You know, uh, can you uh, tell, talk us through a little bit about that trigger point of how did you bring in the art of letter writing into something that is otherwise very mundane B two B conversations? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So when I sold um, Sellit, the last company was called C E L L I T. Um, I I started noticing, you know, I started thinking about, okay, well, what's the what's the next step? And and uh, I started noticing that people had handwritten notes. Not only do people when when they get a handwritten card from you, not only do they read it, but they treasure it and keep it. So unlike uh, an email, which you know may maybe they'll read and or not, but then they'll quickly delete it. With a handwritten note, I noticed on my salespeople's desks that not only was it read, but it was kept on display. You know, they would stick it on the bookshelf behind their desk or on the desk itself or bring it home and stick it to the refrigerator or, you know, what have you. So I realized there's a real value there. And then when I sold the company, I wanted to send um, handwritten thank yous to all my employees and to all my best clients. And I sat down with the best intentions, you know, that I could to to start writing those notes. And I quickly found my hand cramped up. Um, it was too labor intensive, too time intensive. I started screwing up those notes, um, and because I'd screw them up, that drove my costs up because I'd need new new stationery, et cetera. Uh, and it, it, you know, after a while, my handwriting just started looking terrible. You know, the first note looked great, but the fifteenth looked looked horrible. And I thought, geez, you know, there there has to be a better way. There has to be a way to automate this in this day and age. So pretty much um, when I, the, pretty much the day after I I finished with Sell It, I, I decided it was time to start handwritten, and th- and that's kind of what I immediately went into. Right, absolutely love it. The only thing you know I would be afraid of is my handwriting is not so great, so I would probably uh, use some existing calligraphies into it. But one yeah. thing I really uh, loved in your story is that you know you you never uh, hit the fact that you're actually using about uh, ninety five robots to create this handwritten notes, uh, despite it being um, so personal. So. Can you talk us through a little bit about how does this technology really work? Uh, you know, what what is the kind of input that goes into it? Uh, are these um, written by the machines or uh, is that the users go in and uh, submit content which gets translated into uh, um, handwritings that are printed on postcards and then sent to people? Yeah, so uh, the we this is it's turned out that handwritten is uh, my company handwritten with a y not handwritten with an i which is the art we're doing uh but handwritten the company has been a substantially more complex complicated venture than the text messaging venture and it's because the first thing we had to do well we started with an off the shelf uh auto pen which is kind of a rudimentary version of what we're using now and then we built and designed or designed and built our own robot 
And when we did that, we we had to design our own font engine or handwriting engine for that robot. So you can't just use an off-the-shelf font uh, for handwriting because number one, uh, font standards, whether that's OpenType or TrueType, whatever, those are all. Um, if you if you dive into the details of how those fonts work, just on a technical level, those are all outlines. So if you see a T in like uh, whatever Calibri or Times New Roman, it's not going to be two lines. What it's going to be is it's going to be the outline of a T, and then um, the font engine is told to fill in that outline. So if you were to recreate that with a pen, you'd have either one of two things. Either you'd have bubble text or you'd have very filled in. It wouldn't look written by a human. It would be the outline then filled in with... uh, with with ink over and over again. So um, the first step was for us to create a centerline stroke font engine, which we did. And then we quickly added randomization, uh, alternate characters, et cetera, to that. So um, w- when we create our handwriting styles that are used by the system, it's not just one letter of each, you know, one capital and lowercase letter of each letter in the alphabet. It's about five to 10 versions of each letter so that we can randomize them throughout the note. And then we also look at what are called ligature combinations. So two T's together, two L's together. How does an O connect to an S? All those little little nuances of handwriting we capture with our, our system. And then on top of that, we vary the uh, what we call the interline jitter which is the spacing between lines in a note. And we vary the left margin. So that's called our left margin jitter. So that not every line starts at the same spot. So it looks a little bit more organic than, than uh, you know, if it was all written like a typewriter, um, which these auto, rudimentary auto, auto pens do. Um, so this is all a long-winded answer to your question. But when somebody wants to send a note through our system, and and, and you can do it for as little as, $3.25. You just go to handwritten.com. That's handwritten with a uh, Y.com. And and you just sign up and you send a note. You choose from one of our 21 or 22 handwriting styles. Um, Each one has those variations baked in. You type in your note and then you hit send. Now, um, in addition to that, if you want, you can reach out to us. We can actually create a signature that we would hold on file for you. And then when you write your note, you can insert your own personal signature every time. And it looks completely organic, just like you wrote your signature. Um, And then if you want to go a step further, you can even have us replicate your own handwriting style. And that would only be available to you or your designees. And then you could uh, send handwritten notes in your handwriting with your signature um, directly from our platform. And what's cool about it is you could do that from the website or iPhone app or Zapier APIs, et cetera. Um, we have we have some clients like we have a uh, I guess a very affluent woman who has three children, uh, three young children. She's setting each child up with their own handwriting style, and then every few years having us redo their handwriting because it's bound to change as they grow. I think that's a bit extreme, but you know certainly we're happy to take the business. But uh, but yeah, I mean um, you can you can either type in your message and choose a pre-done handwriting style or type in a message and have us replicate your own. Now, there is one other use case um, worth mentioning here, which is pre-written notes. So 
everything we do convert, well, nearly everything we do, let's say 95% of what we do is we take text uh, information and convert it to handwriting and write it out uh, because we want there to be the ability to dynamically generate that content. So, you know, dear Yag or dear Man, uh, Manish, et cetera, in the note, you want, you want to be able to allow that. But if you're doing a large inbox offering, so maybe you're, you sell mattresses by the, you know, 10,000 mattresses a week or something like that, and you want to include a handwritten note in each mattress box, uh, that note might not be customized. And if it's not customized for the person, we actually have other options. And what we can do is we can replicate the strokes of the pen exactly. So, um, we, you know, getting to this mattress example, we work with this uh, premier online mattress company, and they provide pre-written notes uh, with little doodles. So a little drawing of somebody sleeping on their bed with a, a dream bubble sticking out of their head, et cetera. And then we recreate these notes exactly, and, and they're inserted in the box. What's cool about it is they are totally organic looking. Uh, you know, the, the writing can scrawl across the page. It can, it can be huge. It can be tiny, et cetera. And it is a completely organic looking product. Um, so believe it or not, sometimes, sometimes by not uh, customizing the note, we end up with a even more organic, more personal object than if we were to customize it with the user. But either way looks great. It's just an interesting use case and of, uh, you know, and, and uh, we are able to replicate your note exactly. We just wouldn't be able to customize it if we did that. That's a very meaty, comprehensive uh, overview of what handwritten does. And uh, it sounds definitely very interesting. And out of many things that you talked about, David, uh, I'm intrigued to know about the transition that you made from your previous company, Sellit, uh, that was operating in the text message-based mobile marketing domain to a handwritten domain of uh, this company that you're running right now. Can you talk to us a little bit more about, um, uh, you know, how that part of your experience of running Sell It helped you write the script for handwritten success? Yeah, so uh, my background is technology. I have a computer science engineering degree and I have a, uh, a business degree as well. But um, Sellit was a very technical company, uh, it, but also a marketing company. And, you know, the whole point was to put a message literally on the phone of the consumer or the client. And uh, so I took those learnings and um, I applied them in a completely analog version of that, you know, staying in the messaging space and just putting a message in the hands, in the physical hands of the consumer with handwritten notes. Um, you know, when I, prior to starting this company, I, I looked into the uh, benefits of handwritten notes. And there's many, 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 including a 300% greater open rate of handwritten notes compared to um, printed envelopes and many other uh, statistics. Um, you know, and that was, those statistics are from when I started the company in 20, uh, 2004. Um, what we've seen since then is higher uh, retention rates of clients, low, you know, in other words, lower churn. We've seen substantial redemption rates on coupons that are included with handwritten notes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But getting back to your question on the transition, um, 
financially, I self-funded handwritten. Um, I was able to take the liquidation event or the the liquidity event of uh, selling sell it and applying it to handwritten for for better or worse. Um, so we we uh, we self-funded handwritten. We started very very small. It took us about six. Uh, well, it took us about three years to really get some steam and some traction. And the last three years have been quite good. Um, we've been growing. I mean, the, the three-year growth rate is something like twenty-five hundred percent or something like that. But, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, uh, technically, you know, my background again, being a computer programmer, I was able to work with and um, guide the developers on the development of the platform, uh, and then I. <laughs> for better or worse, personally program the robots. Um, that part is me. I wanted that to be brought in-house and proprietary. Um, I have uh, taught one other developer how to program those robots. But all the iPhone apps, Android apps, Zapier, Salesforce, HubSpot integration, soon to be Shopify integration, all those are kind of commodity programs. You know, it's just anybody can write an API, anybody can can write a Shopify plugin. So all of that was outsourced, but the crucial uh, proprietary code that that works the robots, um, I developed and then I've um, passed on to my internal team. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of it. Uh, to begin with, we outsourced a lot of the, I mean, we've outsourced all the iPhone development and all that. Uh, we have a very lean shop here in, in Phoenix, Arizona. We're about 25 people now. Um, you know, it was me bringing my understanding of marketing and and understanding that people are craving personalized experiences in this day and age when everything is bulk and everything is mass and online people really crave something physical and uh and uh personal so i wanted to reach that and then uh i found the right solution being robots to to accomplish that yeah, that's another thing that I wanted to talk to you about because I find, uh, you know, I find handwritten such a mix of contradictions. Uh, for example, I find it very ironic in a very good way that uh, you have taken something as Luddite, as inherently human as letter writing and combined it with uh, one of the most bleeding edge technologies of using robots to do the job, which is uh, post yep. right? And uh, I think handwritten is one of the very rare businesses uh, that serves the very different, very nuanced territories of both B2C and B2B. And uh, it's also a tricky thing to do both. Um, that is offer a personalized service at scale, right? Uh, personalization versus uh, scaling is, again, pulls apart. And if I'm not mistaken, this ability to scale is the reason why more than 80% of your customers are from the B2B background. So, yep. so what I want to know uh, from you, David, is uh, why do you think handwritten letters work so well in today's age only, uh, when only a few people write letters to each other? And why does it especially work in the B2B segment where uh, you know it's mostly about tech, automation, scaling, and growth hacks? And it would be great if you could explain this with the help of any unique insights or data you might have discovered while serving your client base. You know, but you you actually answered your own question. And, and let me let me explain to you why. You said, why do handwritten notes work when so few, something to the effect of so few people send them? 
And that's exactly it, right? Because the fact that so few people send them, it it becomes a rarity uh, and a supply-demand thing um, when you receive one. You don't expect to receive it. And because you do receive it, it stands out. Um, you know, according to Segment, which is a online uh, personalization company, they say that 95% of adults between 18 and 21, 18 and 29, report positive associations with personal mail. Direct mail responses are higher than digital responses when there's an option. According to the Direct Marketing Association, 56% of Americans consider it a joy to receive physical mail. Um, you know, it's it's just one of these things where when everybody, you know, to your point, we're reaching out to growth hackers, we're reaching out to people that are concerned with automation and scalability. And when they receive a handwritten note, their first thought is that was not automated, that was not scaled. And because of that, they see the value in it. It seems inherently more expensive to them than something that is automated and scaled. And that's what the world is all about now. The world is all about time. Time is so precious. If you're able to capture three minutes of somebody's time, or they, they, they assume you've taken three to five minutes of your time to handwrite out a handwritten note where you're thinking about them, because you can't just write out a handwritten note while doing 10 other things. It doesn't work that way. So if people perceive that you've taken three to five minutes of your time to write them a handwritten note, there's going to be a response there. We work with a, a company in Pennsylvania. This is a very small example, and I'm happy to give you large examples too. But this gentleman runs a piano tuning company. So once a year, he goes into people's houses and he tunes their pianos. And he set up an automated Zapier flow. Zapier is a fantastic technology. Um, another one is Integromat. And what they offer is the ability to quickly set up these integrations connecting handwritten to your CRM system or your other systems. Very simple. You just point and click, you do it. So anyway, so this piano tuner has set up Zapier to automatically send a handwritten note to his customers after he leaves their house and has tuned their piano. And what he finds is that following year, when he goes back into their house to tune their piano again, that handwritten note is still on the refrigerator, stuck to the refrigerator of their clients. So there is an impact there. This is a gentleman that's clearly technology savvy. He understands Zapier and creating automations, but he sees the value. He gets it that his clients savor that communication. When was the last time you were in somebody's house or office and they had printed out an email and stuck it to their wall? That never <laughs> happens. It happens all the time with our handwritten notes. You know, people find these and they keep them. And so that, that does a number of things. Number one, it keeps you top of mind because you'll be talking to somebody and they'll stare over at their desk and they'll see your handwritten note there. Uh, it improves retention rates. We have another client that is a uh, office meal box company. So they, uh, you can subscribe to their, their snacks. Actually, we had handwritten subscribe to their snacks. They're fantastic. And then once a month, or I, I guess twice a month, they'll send you a box of snacks that you put out for your office. And then, you know, if your, if your team needs snacks, they go up and they get the snacks. What they find is if they screw up that box of snacks, they're supposed to send you and they follow up with a handwritten note and another 
box of snacks, obviously, um, apologizing for that screw up, you are much more likely to stick with their service than someone, than a client that has never had a screw up at all. Now, granted, the box of snacks they send you uh, to thank you and apologize for the issue, I'm sure has a lot to do with it. But I think the handwritten note does too. You know, with our service, in addition to the handwritten note, you can include an insert. So that could be your business card or uh, a gift card to like Starbucks or Amazon, et cetera. Or it could be some other small piece of value like uh, like a magnet that sticks in the box. Now we're doing COVID masks um, and uh, we even uh, fulfill books for some of our clients. But, you know, so so you could say the gift card is the gift, the Starbucks card is the gift, uh, what have you. I say the handwritten note is the gift because that handwritten note is what has the perceived value of that gift of time, that gift that you sat down and you thought about that customer um, or your customers, your client sat down and thought about their customer for for a set amount of time that uh, they wouldn't, that most most people don't do in nowadays. Um, I was in a meeting with a uh, a large perfume brand that's a client of ours, and he said the closest thing to a handwritten note that he can think of is when you go into a meeting and you turn your cell phone off or you turn your cell phone over so you can't look at it. And by doing that, you're doing the same thing as sending a handwritten note. You're carving out a piece of time to devote specifically to the the other person that you're talking to, which just never happens nowadays. People are so distracted with their phone and Apple Watch beeping every two seconds and the Slack notifications and the emails and everything else. What people really treasure is that moment of time. And that's what we're trying to provide our customers to provide to their customers, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I I think uh, what you said makes a very deep philosophical sense. And uh, that story about the piano tuner is such a cool story. I I think there are so many things that we can pick up on. And I guess you're right. The human part of writing letters somehow pattern interrupts with our world that is filled with automation and mindless email blasts and all that. I think that's the reason why I, um, you know, people value when or pay attention when other people write a handwritten letter to them. So what a great story. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other, one other example, um, actually several other examples, all the same thing. We have several clients, um, like, uh, one's called, I can mention one client vinyl V N Y L. They're a, uh, record box subscription in the States. So some people very similar cost, uh, business to handwritten in that they're all about the physical, you know, they want to provide physical vinyl records as opposed to MP3s of songs. But anyway, they they provide, with every box of records, they uh, include a handwritten note that we write and we, we bulk mail these handwritten notes to vinyl and they insert them with the records. What happens is people tweet photos of those handwritten notes. They post them to Instagram. Uh because it is such a rarity these days. And we have other clients. We have um, a uh, fan club for a YouTube show and um, a liquor box subscription and all these other clients, the, the mattress company. We, we found a lot of those uh, notes online as well. What's happening is people get these notes and they're so amazed that somebody took the time to write them a note. They take a picture of it and they post it to Instagram and Twitter. 
So it creates a viral effect, uh, which is which is a very nice uh, icing on the cake uh, of the value of these handwritten notes. They're so amazed that you took the time to send them a handwritten note, they tweet about it. Absolutely. And I think that's the reason why it works so well in B2B marketing. And since we are on the topic of uh, B2B marketing, let me take a quick break to thank our sponsors. That is Jest.is. Jest, as many of you might already know, is a marketing content stream that sits on your Google Chrome browser as a new tab extension. It's a website where you can either discover or submit high quality articles, podcasts, infographics, videos, and eBooks. Its algorithm is powered by artificial intelligence, which allows you to handpick your personalized content feed that is specific to your unique taste. Right. And uh, Manish and I, we both have used Zest quite a lot. And uh, based on the feedback that uh, we have been getting from you guys, our listeners, we know that you guys tend to use it quite a bit as well to uh, promote your content to like-minded marketing communities. So if you want to show your support to um, what Manish and I are doing with the ABM Conversations podcast, uh, we would uh, request you to uh, you know start promoting your content to an elite community of marketers by using Zest. All you have to do is just sign up at zest.is slash content boost and get a $75 off on your first boost by letting them know that the ABM Conversations podcast sent you. Now, coming back to our uh, conversation, uh, David, um, one of the things that I uh, really was excited about because, uh, you know, I'm a, a, I'm a MarTech enthusiast myself. And the moment I saw that um, your tool integrates with uh, Salesforce CRM and with HubSpot, uh, in fact, that in itself shows that um, it is kind of quite popular within the business community and the tech ecosystem where people are sending more and more personalized letters to uh, their customers. But uh, since you've already described uh, quite a bit of case studies, you know, in, in whatever you uh, shared with Manish right now, um, one of the key things that I wanted to understand is what are the different kind of goals that uh, people go after when they use your product? Is it for retaining their customers or is it to improve loyalty? Or what, what are the different use cases that you typically see? Yeah, so the number one thing people do with this is they send thank you notes to their customers. And that is, um, you know, I, I suppose that is a loyalty improvement uh, uh, type of type of campaign, but I don't even call it a campaign because it's an evergreen um, ongoing utility within the, within the organization to send handwritten thank you for their business. So uh, yeah, I think it is a retention increaser and a churn reducer and uh, just a loyalty play. We also have customers that do referral uh, requests through that. So realtors, for example, will set up drip campaigns where they thank their customer day one, uh, and then they follow up with a uh, referral request You know, two months later and another referral request, and then a birthday card and a holiday card and a, a congratulations on the... Uh, you know, the anniversary of your purchase. And and it just continues like that. In fact, we're doing something similar in the automotive space, selling to auto dealers now. But in the B2B, it's no different. It could be a thank you for your insurance. Uh, You know, if you're selling insurance to a business, followed by a request for referral, followed by uh, perhaps a uh, some sort of special offer that you've set up for them, followed by birthday and 
holiday card. Really, it's about awareness and keeping your brand top of mind within that organization, just like any other marketing. Uh, it's it's no different, but but the benefit is that it tends to have great stickiness. Um, in this day and age of COVID, we're also seeing a lot of our clients use this uh, as a way to stay in touch with their customers, clients, prospects, what have you, as most trade shows have gone by the wayside or have been canceled for the year. So, you know, we're, we're deep in what's typically trade show season here. Uh, but instead of having that ability to get in front of their clients, what they're doing is they're sending hand, handwritten notes saying, you know, we still care about you. Can we, can we set up a time to talk via Zoom or do you want to join our webinar, et cetera? You know, we're seeing quite a bit of that. Um, another use case, and this might be more B2B or sorry, B2C, but, but for B2B it works too with the likes of G2 Crowd, et cetera, is request for reviews. So we have uh, a lot of Amazon sellers and Shopify and all the rest, and they automate a follow-up um, asking for reviews on major sites, whether that's Amazon or uh, Yelp or G2 or whatever, whatever that might be. So there's quite a bit of requests for reviews. Um, we, we do, like I said, send out notes to people upon a bad experience, or um, we have other clients that do abandoned shopping cart notes. Um, so if you're checking out on their website and you're only halfway through, they'll send a, they'll send a handwritten note. Um, but you know, that's really it in the B2B space with our salesforce.com integration. Those are one-off notes typically. Um, well, I mean, you can do bulk as well, but, uh, but that would be, you know, I've just met with you, uh, or been on your podcast or had a zoom call with you, et cetera. And, uh, instead of sending them an email follow-up, you click a button directly within Salesforce that says send handwritten note. And then that note, uh, you can insert a gift card or a business card or whatever. And then it gets tracked within Salesforce, just like any other event activity. Same thing with HubSpot. So then you're able to go back into Salesforce and say, okay, I, I met with them on the 20th. I sent them a handwritten note on the 23rd. I had a phone call with them, you know, some days later and closed the deal. Thanks to that handwritten note. <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. Um, so post sales call, follow up, thank you for your business, et cetera. We do, depending on the value of what you're trying to sell, we can do bulk outreach campaigns. So we, you know, clients will purchase lists of mailing addresses and, and customer contacts, and then we'll just do a bulk outreach. You know, this is never going to be as inexpensive as um, junk mail or as inexpensive as email, et cetera. But, you know, you kind of get what you pay for. Um, with with junk mail, with a slick printed piece, it has a, you know, a much lower read rate than if you were to send somebody a a nice handwritten note on a thick piece of stationery and maybe insert a gift, a gift card to Starbucks or something like that. You know, so if you've got a high value offering that you can afford to do this, that's great. I'm not saying what we're saying is expensive, but you know, the cost of postage alone, uh, as we put a real stamp on it can often be more than the cost of a junk mail piece. So it's uh, kind of an unfair comparison when people try to compare us price-wise to junk mail. It just we're we're never going to win that battle, nor do we really want to. Um, so yeah, so th so those are kind of some of the use cases: outreach, thank you, follow-ups, bad bad user experience, 
review requests, um, uh, birthday, anniversary, that type of thing. Right. Absolutely. And in fact, I also remember you talking in another podcast about the comparison with uh, junk mail and uh, how your pricing works. I think it's somewhere around uh, uh, $3 or uh, 3.75 or something like that, including all postage. So that yes. that is really interesting. But uh, one thing I really wanted to dig in and ask is that, is there any aspect of seasonality to uh, Handwritten's business? Do you see a certain spike during certain times of the years? Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, holiday, uh, December is is by far our busiest month, um, as everybody is getting out their thank you notes and Christmas notes, and 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 uh, and and brands are running their end of year sales. You know, we work with a uh, bespoke suit um, designer out of Canada, and they send out handwritten notes during uh, during during. Uh, December and and uh, so so you know it's a combination of both those those uh, handwritten thank yous as well as um, offers going out at scale in in December. So I would say you know a solid twenty five percent of our business goes out in one month. Um, we also uh, you know in addition to just sending thank yous on behalf of companies and brands, we also do quite a bit of. Um, we have one client that's a online liquor subscription and they send out the way they notify their customers of a gift card that they've been received. You know, so, uh, if you want to receive a subscription to this liquor club, um, you'll get a handwritten note telling you, okay, you've, you've received a free liquor clubs, um, gift, gift subscription from your brother or father or whomever. And that notification is sent via handwritten note as kind of an additional way to um, raise your awareness of the um, of the gift, so those <laughs> we send out a lot. I mean, this gift, this liquor box is huge, so we send out a lot of liquor uh, notification emails. But or sorry, <laughs> emails, a uh, handwritten note. So so yeah, I mean, uh, we are absolutely a seasonal business. It tends to uh, go crazy in in December, and then it's a bit slower in January, and then it's kind of more stasis throughout the year. But We've been growing pretty rapidly overall. So even though December is our busiest month, um, hopefully by February, March of the following year, we've surpassed December, um, you know, on a volume basis as we're trying to continue to grow this operation. David, I want to go back to one of the things that we discussed earlier, uh, which is uh, in the business world uh, and especially in the B2B uh, domain, there's this great divide between personalization versus uh, doing things at scale, right? And uh, there's one camp that bats for hyper-personalized and down to the level of reading your customer's mind, uh, which also poses some threat to their privacy. While on the other hand, there are businesses that want to retain personalization, but amplify that personalization to millions of users at once. And uh, uh, your company, Handwritten, has cracked that code of doing both. And I want to ask you, what's your take on this? Do you think hyper-personalization reduces the opportunity to scale or is it the other way around? No, I think I think most of the time, hyper-personalization, as long as you make it seem realistic, is a great thing. Uh, let me give you an example. We work with a leather goods company. They make high-end, well, not just leather, uh, uh, bags like uh, backpacks and purses and wallets, that type of thing. 
And if we were to hyper, hyper personalize the thank you note that you received, it would, based off e-commerce data, it would seem strange. So if I said, uh, hey, Manish, uh, thank you so much for your purchase of the black and red striped uh, bulletproof wallet, you know, billfold uh, model XY123, you would, you would think that's odd. Nobody would say anything like that. Uh, but if I said, thank you so much for your purchase of this wallet, uh, we hope you enjoy it. Uh, we also think you'd like um, a backpack or something like that. So what we do when we, when we personalize often or when we, when we coach our clients on personalization is don't go all the way to the hyper granule level, go up one level. So with this um, luggage baggage company, we actually go off the product category, not the product name. So because we're going off the product category of backpack, not ba uh, you know uh, road warrior laptop carrying backpack 32 cubic centimeter, whatever that is, we go off just the term backpack. It makes it seem much more realistic. And it's also a little bit less scary for the user. So, so that's one way we do it. And then uh, another way we do it is not mentioning the product name, but mentioning a complementary product so uh, or a product that we're trying to drive business to. So for a different snack company, not the one I mentioned earlier, but a different snack company, if you were to buy the dried pineapple rings, they'd say, hey, uh, thank you so much for your purchase of the dried pineapple rings. We also think you'd really like the coconut crisps or something like that. So there's opportunities to cross-pollinate um, and, and, and stay hyper-personalized. Now, we're able to do this with our handwritten notes because the data is just text. And people are able to easily do this uh, with Zapier or Salesforce or Excel spreadsheets. We have some very simple-to-use Excel spreadsheets where people can upload 10,000 orders at a time and mail merge that data so it appears totally realistic. It's not rocket science. And if your clients or, or, sorry, your listeners want to learn more about this, they could just call us and we're happy to walk them through this process over the phone. It's, we do it every day. We also actually, on our website, you can watch videos to see how we do this. But um, in this day and age of hyper-personalized emails, there's no reason why a hyper-personalized handwritten note can't also uh, be done at scale. And that's, that's really what we try to do. Amazing. And uh, right now, uh, David, we have uh, come to this phase of uh, the rapid fire questions. Are you ready for it? I will do my best. <laughs> All right. So uh, the fun with uh, rapid fire is that you can either choose to answer it short or uh, you can uh, go longer as well. There is no particular restriction. So here's my uh, question number one. So what was the reaction of uh, your first customer when you pitched handwritten to them? Uh, my first customer. Well, I think we started off very small. We started off with friends and family and, uh, many of them were, were in disbelief. They didn't think it could, they didn't think it could work because it would look too fake. So, uh, you know, there's still people that, that, um, don't believe it, but what we do is if you go to handwritten.com, click the four bit, the business tab at the top, you can request a whole sample pack and see for yourself if it looks fake. So, that's not for us to determine. That's for you to determine. Right. 
So this is question number two. Uh, you know, we all know that uh, the cost of customer retention is uh, uh, much cheaper than to you going ahead and acquiring a customer. Absolutely. So in, in your experience, what has been the biggest contribution of handwritten in customer retention? It's as simple. It's, you know, first of all, thank you for mentioning that. I just gave a webinar two weeks ago where I said that's number, one of the biggest issues with marketing these days is people are so focused on customer acquisition and not focused on customer retention. So thank you for bringing that up. I think all it takes is one or two touch points a year of a handwritten follow-up. So that could be a thank you for your purchase or how was your purchase? Uh, or, or, you know, thank you for being a client or is there anything I could do better? You know, if, if it's a more B2B uh, interaction, uh, that's all it takes. It's just those simple touch points. Now, uh, one of the problems with my business is we're not kept in the ROI loop. Unlike uh, an email platform where we can track click-throughs, we don't have that ability on our end, uh, but but we have clients coming back day after day, year after year. So I, I'm, I'm very confident it's working. Um, real quick, and I'm sorry, I'm turning what could be a simple question into a long-winded one. We work with one B2B client. They do solar panel installations. And every time they have a meeting, they send a handwritten note follow-up thanking for that meeting. It's just automated through our platform. And that note is customized with the salesperson's name, et cetera. They're sending, I think, around 400 notes a day. And this has been going on and growing for the past couple of years. So clearly it's working for them or they wouldn't put that investment into, into handwritten notes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really that simple. It's just reaching out one or two touch points to percolate your brand to the top of their of their of their brain. Right. In fact, I'm uh, I'm extremely happy that you went a little more detailed on this one because uh, my third question was anyway going to be about you know expanding a little on uh, customer acquisition. So let's say for example. Uh, there is a company whose customer acquisition cost is quite high. So what is your value addition story to them? Uh, is it more about uh, increasing the LTV of the customer? Uh, you know, what, 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 is, what is that that uh, you go about telling them? Um, maybe, you know, tell us a little bit about the suit company that uh, uh, you uh, generally talk about where there's a 17% redemption rate using your product. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so sure, I'll, I'll be happy to talk about that. The uh, Prior to talking about that, let me just... Let me just mention it. If you have an inbound sales funnel, so you know you drive people to your website, they fill out a form, you follow up with them, that type of thing. You can inject handwritten notes in that process, and in fact, we do it at handwritten. If you go to our website that I mentioned and fill out that samples request form, you will receive uh, those samples, which are fulfilled through our handwritten backend. And then uh, you will also receive handwritten notes after you speak to our reps, et cetera. And all that is automated. So uh, if your customer acquisition costs are high, perhaps peppering in handwritten notes throughout that um, pipeline or that, uh, that funnel uh, might, might assist in reducing that cost per acquisition. Uh, with the suit company, what they do is uh, every holiday they send hundreds of uh, handwritten um, notes out written in the, uh, actually they're, they're written in one of our standard handwriting styles, but they're signed with the signature of the CEO of that company. And they include a unique coupon code in each handwritten note, which makes them completely trackable as far as who's, who's redeeming these offers. And they're finding a 17.8% 
redemption rate, something crazy. It's like 17%. It's high. Sorry, I apologize. 16.85% redemption rate. So round up to 1,700, 17% and a return on investment of over 300%. Um, so that is a, you know, uh, a perfect example in the in the B two B two C space of how we're able to assist, and then kind of helping with the sales funnel is on the B two B. We, you know, if you're, we worked with a jewelry chain that opened up a new store uh, in a new market, and what we did there is we worked with N Focus, which is a uh, bulk uh, address provider, so they'll tell you. Who in your DMA hits your revenue criteria? You know your 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 income criteria, that type of thing, and then you could send all of them handwritten notes. It's very expensive, but it's possible to do that. So um, that may or may not drive your cost per acquisition down. I you know I I'm not going to say handwritten notes are are the the right thing for every situation, but depending on the the value the nature of what you're trying to sell, it, it could be. Um, just to provide you some other examples here, we've talked about office snacks. Um, we work with, uh, a nonprofit. So if you have any, if any of your listeners are, are involved in donations, that type of thing, um, we work with one nonprofit we're allowed to mention called team Rubicon. They help, um, PTSD military, uh, vets, uh, use their, their skills, um, uh, for the better and kind of combat their PTSD. And they, they do this through, uh, kind of red cross style efforts of, of building shelters and stuff after hurricanes and that type of thing. Well, we've sent well over a hundred thousand, um, thank you for your donation notes on behalf of them. All these notes, um, include donor cards. So people will, uh, when they receive the note, they can then fill out a don- donation card and send it back with money and kind of keep the, the thing going. So we're a pretty, we're proud to be a big partner of Team Rubicons and really help them with their goal and uh, drive up their donation response rates. Right. Interesting. Now with uh, question four, you know, I'm going to slightly put, put you into a spot by asking this. Um, what do you find uh, marketing to easier? Is it B2B or B2C and why? B2B is, uh, I think B2C is easier because with B2C, we can plug into some existing tools like Shopify. Uh, Shopify is kind of, you know, it's it's pretty easy to, to kind of template out what you're trying to do and and get it out there. Or if you're an Amazon seller to, to plug into uh, Amazon and, and do the same type of thing. B2B, uh, you know, the the difficulty there is everybody's processes are so different. However, if you have your customer's address, um, you know, the, the chance of the recipient opening that note is very high and then it sticks on their desk and their workmates might see it, et cetera. So it's kind of, you know, B2B is, or B2C is certainly more templatable, but B2B isn't, isn't that difficult either. And we, we do them both. So it's, uh, you know, like you said at the very beginning, um, handwritten notes are one of the few things that apply just as much to B2C as B2B. And that's that's the case. I mean, people ask us all the time, who who's our target customer? And it's it's so hard to say because it's really anybody that could benefit from sending a handwritten note. And that's pretty much anybody. So, um, you know, they're both certainly viable um, markets to attract or to, to target. 
Right. And uh, here's the last question. Um, what was the best compliment that you've ever received uh, for handwritten till date? Uh, anytime. Well, honestly, I mean, I hear, we hear all, all the time how handwritten notes look real. Uh, you know, that's, that's all the time. But what I really like is if I go to G2 crowd, uh, you know, I've, I, this is a blood, sweat and tears company. I've part, I've poured my, my soul into this company. And when we get good reviews, it, it matters. It matters big time. So what we've done on occasion is we'll send an email out to our users saying, put a review on G2 crowd. We don't care what you say. We're not allowed to care what you say. And if you submit a review, you might get a gift card to Starbucks or something, but it could be a good review or a bad review. We don't care. We make it very, very clear that we have no control over the content of that review. But if we go on to G2 crowd now, we are so thankful to our customers for providing us such great reviews. And in fact, somebody just posted a video review. So they took several minutes out of their schedule to um, to post a full in-depth review that said they'd give us a 10 out of 10 um, for what we offer. And it's really has very, I mean, yes, it has to do with my company handwritten, but it's more the idea of a platform for sending handwritten notes. And the fact that people know handwritten notes stand out and they were looking for a solution to do this. We are really the only company at scale sending real handwritten notes. If you Google handwritten notes, there's other companies there. But if you dive in, you'll see they're laser printed. They're not written in pen. And it is very easy to notice the difference if you do a side-by-side comparison of what's written in pen and and, and what's laser printed. But um, I guess this is a long-winded way of just saying, um, you know, when when I see my customers um, post reviews on review sites, or even just call us and thank us for what we do. I've, I've got this one client, he's a pastor out in, um, Hawaii actually. And we closed down for COVID for about two weeks and it was a difficult time in handwritten's history. It was hard to furlough my employees and, and, you know, sh- shut off the lights for a couple of weeks. And I was quite emotional about it. And right when that happened, this pastor called me just because not because of the closing. He just wanted to call and say how how awesome we are and how much we rock. And he's always using terms like that for us. And I choked up on the phone call because I mean I think it was just what I needed to hear at that moment that what we're doing is making a difference. And it and it it, it really made me choke up. Um and I really appreciated it. You know, people trust us with some very personal messages. Um, yes, we notify and request for donations for Team Rubicon, and we tell people we're sorry that their snack box didn't arrive right or whatever, but we also work with a number. It's amazing. I never knew this was an industry, but we work with a number of hospices for um, pets. So when you put your dog to sleep um, for the last time, those companies will send handwritten notes through our platform um, telling their the owners of those pets um you know thank you for trusting us with the the end of life of your pet and i mean that's a very sensitive topic so the fact that these companies are trusting us with that means a lot to us we take it very very seriously so um it's it's really just the fact that people trust us with their most personal um communication which which handwritten notes are David, you really have a treasure trove of uh, these uh, emotionally charged stories that uh, we can never get enough of. 
and this has been a very special one of its kind episode writing beautifully calligraphed love letters to your customers isn't exactly the kind of thing that we talk about in this so but <laughs> i think we are going to get a lot of love from our listeners of the avm conversation podcast for today's content and uh, to that end i want to thank you for being in the show and uh, before we say our goodbyes i want to ask you if you have any parting message for our listeners yeah just uh if you go if you want to try out handwritten i would say go to handwritten.com that's h a n d w r y t t e n.com you can click the business link at the top of the page and get a whole bunch of samples sent to you as uh, well as long you know along with other information um if you visit the resources tab of handwritten.com there's just a treasure trove of infographics and stats and use cases etc um that you know i invite everybody to to review um if you sign up and you want to send a card for free just use the sign up code uh podcast and you'll get $5 in credit that you can use towards sending somebody a card um thank you everybody you know thank you to the two of you for uh listening to me ramble a little bit and thank you to everybody uh listening to the podcast for the same so truly thank you and i hope everybody is happy or sorry is healthy during this uh difficult time and uh where can people find you online if they want to touch base with you david so uh handwritten h again handwritten with a y.com is our website uh twitter we are at handwritten or personally i'm at david b as in boy wax and that's w a c h s LinkedIn if you just look me up David handwritten you'll find me uh would love to talk to you all then uh there and then if you contact handwritten just visit our website click the email link uh you know we have a uh a very quick turnaround on responding to all all inbound requests and and there's real people here fulfilling your orders and 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 here to help and guide you in the process so um those are those are really the best ways Thank you David we wish you and the team at uh, team at handwritten all the best for the lovely stuff that you are doing and uh, to our listeners we will be back with yet another show next week until then this is bye from me manish and this is bye from me yag take care thanks for listening to the abm conversations podcast make sure you subscribe and share your comments with us we're constantly looking for your feedback thoughts and suggestions to make the show more relevant to you 